Mom, I'm recording my podcast. Hey guys. Welcome back. Welcome to Gen Z Jibber Jabber Season 2. Season 2. It has been a long time since we've talked to y'all and a lot has happened. This has been the most eventful two months possibly of my whole life. Yeah, I realized that in March, which is not long, what is that, like three, four months? It'll be a year since the pandemic actually, like the first wave. Right. Isn't that in a whole year of this? It feels like a long time, but also doesn't. It's honestly, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in that it's been almost a year. I... I'm tired. I don't know about y'all. But we did name this episode Since You've Been Gone. Since You've Been Gone! So, we do have a lot to tell you about what we've been up to since we've been gone. But before we get to that, Zach, what's up this week? You know, what's up this week is that Megan Thee Stallion has announced that she is releasing a new album. Oh and my god! Yeah, I'm over that. the moon. It's very exciting. Um, I love her. I think about her every day. She runs my mind. And yeah, so Carmen, what is up this week? <laughs> um, what's happened? What, anything? All I can know is that I cannot stop listening to To Be Real by Tank and the Bangas. That's what my thing was going to be, Carmen. Sorry. Well, then I'll say yeah. that I had an interview with them. That's much cooler. And it was it was amazing. And they played it. Tank and the Bangas, they're this band and they're from New Orleans. And it's how we describe their style. R&B, Ooh. funk, spoken word. Perfect in every way. It's very, it's very much a, a melting pot of a style like New Orleans. That's how I yeah, would describe it. It's kind of like a gumbo music, if you will. Yes. That's how I feel when I listen to it. I like that. A gumbo music. Yeah. It was so basically like they they played some songs, some of my favorites. They played some some of their newer stuff they've released over quarantine, like for Andre. Uh uh-huh. Smoke Netflix and Chill. I think that was over quarantine. Um they played for us and like we just got to like ask questions in the chat and the lady that was running it got to like ask them. And they were they were so funny and just such good energy, very also insightful and like they're so professional and also like very welcoming. I feel like that's very much a New Orleans musician thing. I feel like I'm talking to my friends, but also like it was professional. Like it wasn't. Yeah, that's very cool. It was great. I don't know. It was so fun. There were a lot of us there. Um, I think it was Loyola and oh God, it was some company that is in New Orleans. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, but it's it's cool that you have access to other New Orleans musicians and, and especially the, them, like they're, the best ones. Yeah, <laughs> they're like they've gotten so much more popular. Like I can tell, you know, whenever like musicians are popular and on Spotify, instead of having an album cover, they'll have like a like a like a little animation. Yeah, that's what they you have those now. Yeah, that's. What I you was know. like, I was like, I'm so proud of you all. This song is a. Uh, it's kind of mellow R&B, but then it has this really hard bounce aspect that's not often done. It's, it's, it's so be- weird. It's a beautiful bird that doesn't fly often, <laughs> but when it does, oh my God, it goes hard. So I started writing again this week. I'm trying to be athletic again. So I take my little miles around the neighborhood, right? Carmen, I'm running by your house. And then every time I'm running down that block, 
I like to be real comes on my playlist and I'm like I'm ready I can do this next mile so if you haven't heard these past two months have been absolutely devastating (laughs) for our area (laughs) well maybe we can just jump into the question of where were you on August 28th Come on, man. I didn't mean to play with Lucy. <laughs> no, that's a But that's how we feel. That's, that's how, how we feel. feel. Good evening. I'm Cynthia Arsenault. Uh, yes, can I get a box combo? I remember, we're making deals every day. is a category 4 150 mile per hour wind down pretty fast and pretty furious a lot of power out in the area from what we understand we had some locals stop by here and uh graciously give us some food which we really enjoyed but uh they were telling us there were trees down all over calcasieu parish good morning it's 24 hours since we last spoke and now you've been able to survey the damage what is the state of lake charles this morning well um The state of Lake Charles, good question. So tough, David. It's hard to believe that it's happening again. Another hurricane hitting the U.S., the second one here in Lake Charles. I was here in New Orleans at my dorm. they said that it was going to hit us and then it really didn't hit us at all. So basically mm-hmm. by that point, I was relieved and also extremely worried. But my family was out, so I felt good about it. And I didn't keep up with it and I didn't watch anything because I knew my family was out and I did not want to subject myself to that. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was doing. I went to bed at like nine and I slept until like, 11 the next morning because I didn't want to think about it. And then I woke up and we got pictures of the damage. That's what happened to me. Anyone else? Um, I was here in Austin, Texas. Um, I stayed up till like 6 a.m. just literally watching the storm chasers. The complete um, opposite of me. Okay. Yeah. I didn't want to go to sleep. I don't know. I like wanted to like watch it and just like see what happened. And it, it was a lot. I was on FaceTime with some friends from home, and we just watched our town get destroyed. 
I was in Baton Rouge with my family. We had evacuated to another friend's house and they had a, they have three kids plus me, plus my dog. And my parents were staying at a hotel, but we would all come eat dinner together, you know, cause we're, we're family friends. So anyway, a little bit of a chaotic house. I was sleeping in the third graders bed <laughs> and then I had my laptop open watching KPLC Facebook come through and I watched, I watched it maybe till five or six, like you, Zach, but it was, um, it was not unfamiliar. Like I have vague memories of that from my childhood and from watch, remembering people talk about it, but it was really not fun to see, like I say not fun, like it was really sad to see our local news reporters hanging on to light poles in downtown. Like <laughs> I was like, you were not Jim Cantori. Maybe two weeks after I wanted to like see my family. So I drove from Austin to Lafayette, Louisiana, because our house didn't have a roof on it. So we were, we weren't like, my parents weren't living there. My parents were living in Lafayette and just like driving through like Lake Charles and the surrounding areas to get to Lafayette was, it was so weird. Cause like Lake Charles like is full of like trees there's always like so many trees and like greenery and stuff. A lot of that gone. Yeah, it feels very naked. <laughs> yeah. Not naked. Not naked. But not. I always thought it was butt naked. It's buck. <laughs> really? It's buck? Yes, it's no. buck. It's buck naked. Yes. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, Google it right now because there's this country song called Barefoot and Buck Wild. And that means like naked. So it's buck oh. naked. Um, yeah, I Thank thought it was butt naked. It's not. I, I saw this TikTok and it was like things that you say wrong. And that was one of them. Hmm. Do you say whenever you're going to throw a ball really far, are you going to chuck the ball or chunk the ball? Because <laughs> I say chunk, like a chunk of something. I think and I say I, chunk as well. I also say chunk, but I know that it's not chunk. But I feel like if I was going to just say it, I'd be like, I'm going to chunk this. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's so not chunk, though. Maybe that's a three through seven thing. I don't really know. <laughs> Are your parents still in Lafayette? Um, I think they just moved back permanently. They would stay in Lake Charles sometimes, but not for like a significant amount of time. Mm-hmm. And they would just go back to Lafayette. But um, now I think they are back in Lake Charles. Yeah, I'm glad they're back at home. Yeah. Westlake. I was in Westlake today. Ooh, how was that? It was eventful. I was volunteering with Samaritan's Purse volunteer organization. And I was gutting a house in Westlake. So I was over there and I noticed that the sign no longer says y'all come back. But the hurricane ripped off the new parts, so you can see the E on Westlake hanging off and the y'all in the front. I know that Westlake got like two tornadoes afterwards, because I mean, there was a lot more damage in Westlake. So So yeah, like Westlake did have um, a couple of hurricanes, yeah, obviously. Um, There were tornadoes that did go through Westlake. I think that's what like kind of ravished my neighborhood were more like the tornado aspects that like came with the hurricane. I had no idea about that because was that before or after the plant had that chemical fog thing? I think it was before. (laughs) 
like doesn't that sound so apocalyptic Mm -hmm. but it all happened in one day no i really thought westlake was like about to be nothing yeah like honestly because i just heard about a lot of people that had significant damage in westlake like almost Mm -hmm. everyone did just crazy stuff also like cameron i'm i I think is completely gone is that true I've not been over there or heard anything. I was down there recently. I went down to Rutherford Beach and it was very bare. Like the road that leads down to the Gulf. Have y'all ever been down to that beach or to Holly Beach? Kind of like White Trash Riviera down there. Yeah. So there's usually, yeah, there's the highway that runs down to to the beach. It like dead ends at the beach. And there used to be land on either side. My, throughout my childhood, it's kind of eroded. But now it's just open water pretty much on either side of the road. Insane. If like, if you veered off, you would probably get stuck. It's crazy. I haven't ever seen it be that bad. I don't know if the land's ever going to come back. Like it has been. I probably won't. I mean, if another hurricane like this comes, I mean, I think a lot is going to be taken away. For sure. Because there's, because I mean, like Cameron and all of them down there are barely hanging on. Cameron is a, already a really small community. Cam- Cameron has less than 10,000 people that live in the whole parish. So I did not know that. That's like Grand Lake and the city of Cameron and the small town of Creole. It's like nobody living down there anymore. So yeah, that's just, it's that's so sad. So sad. Yeah. Ugh. I went back the week of Halloween because my sister wanted me to go back. She was on homecoming court. Mom said that they had cleaned up a lot of stuff, but there was still debris like all in my neighborhood, like in front of everyone's house, but it was pretty clean. And my parents did not want me to go back. So they wanted me to stay here just because they didn't want me to. They didn't want another person to worry about down there, you know, because they were staying at my grandma's house in Jennings. Mm -hmm. for a while and my dad was living there when there was no power and and my mom was was like you need to come back and then he was like fine so he would like go sleep in Jennings and drive back and just sit in the empty house does your dad like he likes to rough it during I think so he was gonna stay my mom had to like force him to leave because he stayed for Delta he usually stays for hurricanes a lot of guys do I I think that's a dad thing they're like I'm gonna hold down my house exactly that's what it is and usually Winnie will stay with them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, yeah. flip it out so we were in baton rouge and then i came back with my dad the, the day after just to survey the neighborhood because the neighborhood's kind of the core of our identity as a family i think we just love our neighborhood so much that we could not live in lake charles if our neighbors weren't also living with us maybe my parents feel differently but that's kind of our vibe Carmen lives in the same part of town, but I don't know if you have that same relationship. Like, No. Uh, the people around us, I mean, I know, but it's not really like... Mm-hmm. We don't hang out. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, <laughs> we, we are tight-knit. So, like, my dad and I were the ones who came back to check out... Ch- check it out for everybody else. So, you know, there's stop signs down. A lot of the trees, the big oak trees are missing branches. We were really fortunate and our house had minimal damage, so that was good. But then we were just walking around the neighborhood and there's limbs everywhere and the sky is gray. There's still water in weird places. 
everybody's fence is blown down. There's like animals running around. <laughs> no, our stupid in. fence stayed, unfortunately, and the giant oak tree was gone. And we were like, awesome. Oh my god! Oh, y'all did lose your oak tree. And our garage collapsed like fully. Yeah, the entire. Like, yeah, my mom and oh, I noticed that when we were walking yeah. by. So the yeah. people that lived in our garage apartment, they can't work. Poor but, things. But your pool looks good because we can see it now. <laughs> and now, like what? It's been twelve weeks since the storm. I heard a man say that today at my volunteer thing, and there is still debris on every block and lots of yeah. like, people with tarps up like life is not at all back to normal i think it's gonna take a while to rebuild like charles most definitely yeah. as a whole in every single part especially some of the parts that don't get as much attention like north like charles yeah um, i'll see in like some really country spots and it was just funny coming from New Orleans and I was like, I wanted food and like nothing was other than Taco Bell. And I know that sounds weird, <laughs> but right. it's just like, that's all you can do in like Charles. So I was like, okay. Yeah, it's- And I know that's, it's, it, it's just really, it's really different. How do you feel um, about this hurricane versus the hurricanes of your childhood? For us, we had Rita when we were little, and then Ike and Gustav more towards maybe second, third grade. I think like the age we're at now, um, seeing the place where we grew up, and then we kind of some of us left or whatever. It was just weird to like be able to like understand what was happening. Most of the big hurricanes that we've had in Lake Charles, I feel like we were a lot younger. And I mean, we obviously knew like something was happening, but it was less of like a, like a punch to the face, I guess, for our, ourselves, if that makes totally. sense. Totally. Yeah, I was more oblivious. Yeah. For Rita, my grandmother and I took our dog in the back of her car. She was driving a Cadillac, like all grandmas and then we drove up to Arkansas and I think I was four or five maybe just about to turn five but my dog was really big and fluffy kind of looked like a wolf in retrospect but anyway little girl big dog an old lady <laughs> driving up to Arkansas and we would stop at gas stations and I would have to like tie her up and let her drink water it just seems like it was in a movie like Beasts of the Southern Wild that's kind of how it felt <laughs> When I watch that, I get it. Especially for Cameron. Pets 
hurricanes with pets is a completely different thing like whenever I was a kid we would always evacuate with our cats and my mom would literally be pissed the whole time because the cats would just shit all in the car and like they you can't like so we like tie a ribbon around the cat so it wouldn't run away and like it was just awful because Jules and I refused to leave them there but this time for both hurricanes we left the cats there and they live outside and they were fine we came back they were all just sitting there like hey guys what's up because cats, I think, could survive anything. So I think That's we're going to leave the cats there every other time. Because if they survived Laura, then I don't know what else they can't survive. Like, those cats, I don't remember not having them. They're so old. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Like, what, what you want to blow away never blows away. And then what you don't want to keep always goes. At our camp, we have this ugly LSU birdhouse that somebody built for us. And it's so tacky. It looks like a townhome that has LSU block letters on it and then it just stayed sitting on the porch and we were like oh my god (laughs) literally the windows are blown out everything's bad but this freaking birdhouse we have like those old light posts that have been there since like the 30s and there's one in the front yard and she was like that stupid light post is fine and like a 50 year old oak tree just completely fell and like it's it was huge if you guys know about what I'm talking about it's a big ass oak tree we just had the stump removed and there's just like a giant hole in the front yard oh that's always so sad like the the trees do regrow but oh sad to see those go so how do you guys feel about the word climate change (laughs) compared to how your parents feel about it I think I think that me and my parents have kind of a similar understanding on climate change, that it is real and that it is a problem. I don't know if I, if both my parents think that. I know my mom thinks that, like me and my mom have very similar views that climate change is definitely a big part of like what's happening in Louisiana, like, and no one's addressing it as that. And I think that it's, it's a big issue that needs to be talked about more in Louisiana and the South in general. Um, I would like to read something that gave me a lot of hope. And it was a tweet from the good Lord, not the good, <laughs> what? The good man himself, John Bell Edwards. And I think this is the first time I have ever seen a Louisiana politician address climate change in this way. Okay. There have been a lot of efforts in the past, just nationally. Um, but he said, today I announced my appointments to the Climate Initiatives Task Force, which will recommend strategies to cut statewide net greenhouse gas emissions by 26 to 28% 2025, 40 to 50 by 2030, and 100% by 2050. Which... Whoa. Isn't that awesome that he's doing that? And I mean, oh. he's also, he's, he has a lot of replies about coastal protection and restoration, what they're planning on doing. So I'm very hopeful that, you know, our governor has a plan to sort of address this because I think that it's a huge issue. And I know that my parents have always talked about moving down the line just because mm-hmm. of the pollution from the plants right and my mom I mean my mom thinks that it gives us cancer which she's probably not wrong it's probably not good for us but I think that this um really showed us 
the, the issues with climate, not even just this hurricane, but the entire season and how it affected a lot of different places in a very short amount of time. And so mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people are starting to realize how important it is, but also some just think it's a coincidence. So, right. Like we definitely, it's not unnatural for us to get hurricanes. Like our ancestors have had hurricanes since the beginning of time, but it's not normal that they're this frequent and this large. Weren't there like 29 this season? It's, it's the most they've ever had in the whole wide world. Oh my Jesus. Okay. <laughs> like my mom was saying, her, her whole childhood, she never had to evacuate. And then the people from Cameron Parish, which Cameron is on the coast, Lake Charles is about 30 miles north of the coast. So people from Cameron would evacuate to Lake Charles and stay in shelters in Lake Charles. But now the people in Lake Charles have to leave and the people in Cameron, whoever's left, they're just screwed. But like you're having to flee a huge radius and that's where our homes are and our towns are set up. Mm -hmm. So people talk in these big academic discussions globally about how climate change impacts poor communities on the coast. And like, that's us. So I appreciate them thinking of us and I appreciated John Bell for getting on it, but something's got to change if we want to keep living here. Yeah. I mean, it's great that he's putting in that initiative, but it really is about the people. I remember whenever I was a kid evacuating to like Jennings, what, like 30 minutes east and mm -hmm. there wouldn't even really be any bad weather. But now it's like, you have to pick the point that's like gonna be the least bad. There were some good things that did come out of Hurricane Laura, you know, if we wanna look on the bright side. For one- oh, Let's do that. For one, a bunch of people evacuated to Austin and I got to see a bunch of people that I <laughs> haven't seen in a while. So that was kind of fun. No one evacuated to Montreal, sadly. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> they would be really safe up there. We had a, a He was not a real person. For a, for a just like a general Confederate soldier outside of the courthouse. Mm -hmm. And there was, you know, petitions to take it down. We didn't win, um, so it was going to stay up. And then Laura took that bitch down with her force. She said, brank, brank, brank. and we said, okay, Laura, I see you. Literally all the Dems, like all the secret Dems, like Charles were like, I saw it on Facebook. Like, Girl, I didn't know that you were. <laughs> yeah. It was a very, like, it was a very, it was weird because I saw people posting it on social media and everyone was like, yay, yay. Right. It was just, it was a nice um, moment of victory and peace. <laughs> indeed yeah, laura really went off hey because that statue would not come down like mm -mm. It was, and for those of you who haven't seen it's a small little confederate soldier man who's on top of a white pillar in front of the old courthouse like they don't actually have hearings there but there's other legal proceedings and stuff so the man it's called the, the south's defenders and the people who wanted to take it down is pretty much products of Black Lives Matter this summer, which is crazy that like Charles could rev up enough right. people caring to make a petition about that and be serious. And the people who wanted to keep it up were, the, were people who were arguing that it was for all wars, like for all of our grandpas who fought in World War II, blah, blah, blah. But no, it's called the South Defenders and yeah. it <laughs> always has a Confederate flag out in front of it, whatever. Like, and the real one, not even the stars and bars, like people who actually know what they're talking about, which is possibly worse. <laughs> so 
Anyway, he goes to a police jury meeting. And then in the police jury meeting, only the black police jurors in Kakushu Parish and one white dude voted to keep it. Everybody else said no. And it stayed. The police are so good at their jobs. <laughs> I know, They're right? So good. Laura, certified Gen Z, hey. Certified and Gen Z. And that's the Laura. moment I knew that Joe <laughs> Biden was gonna win the election. <laughs> that's what and I said. Is. I have no worries. Speaking of Joe Biden and election. I think something might have happened recently. Really? Yeah. Tell me about it, Zach. You know, so we had this thing here in the United States called a presidency. You know, did did this thing called a pregnant pre- pregnancy? Ha ha ha! Did this thing called a presidency just <laughs> <laughs> just lose all its power when Donald Trump came into office? Maybe because he sucked. But but we were like, hey. Baby, we should hold a four-year election. I'm not making any sense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so the presidential election um, has occurred. Coming Uh, on. Kind of. Coming on. Yeah, kind of. Um, And (laughs) there is a winner, you know. Mr. Joseph Biden has won the presidency. Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. Jr., um it was it was (laughs) a stressful election like it was pretty stressful there were some there were some turning tables there were highs and lows highs and lows um georgia hey welcome to the party so this was kind of a historic election does anyone want to talk about why um it was probably the most um what's the word i'm looking for that's not offensive we're never offensive. The lowest exhibit of IQ in a debate, maybe. I mean, I didn't watch the debate. I don't watch the debates. Um, not meaning I don't vote, but I just never watch the debates because I just don't like debates. And especially this one, because I knew it was going to be not even a debate. Like, what was the point of that? I just thought I, I watched the highlights this time. Um, I guess we could just talk about how it literally looked like an SNL skit and you would feel like you're watching SNL and you're like, oh, this is actually real. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. we have like a toddler brat who won't even let people speak. And then a poor old man who literally looks like he's about to die on the, on the podium. So also, I don't know. Poor old man to, looking directly into the camera saying, hello, America. Like just like <laughs> talking to the camera. Also, we got some memes out of it. Like, Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. I'm speaking. The fly. This one was the fly on Mike Pence's head for Halloween. I thought that was a great costume. Joe Biden's team coming out with merch of a fly swatter? Within like 15 minutes of that happening. Whoever Whoever is on that team, like that is the definition of success. Like they are so proactive in that. That was so funny. That was a quick thinking. And you also have ties to custom ink or something. I don't know how you get products out in two oh, yeah. minutes, but they did. Their finger was on the button. Maybe they planted the fly. Hey. That's what I'm thinking. I just felt like that was too good. But I mean. So I, I, al- I almost preferred that. I mean, I definitely preferred listening to Kamala speak than Joe. But I do. I don't know. I had more respect for Pence for about five seconds whenever he was like, thank you for being here, Kamala. 
and then it was all washed away again. <laughs> and that's the thing. Our expectations are so low that whenever people are cordial in the White House, we're like, wow. Right. And that's wow. something that I think is funny. Also, I mean, we're basically the joke of the world right now. We've handled the <laughs> pandemic poorly and everyone everywhere else is like, the fact that this is an election, like this is, these are y'all's politics. Right. I feel like that's very interesting. I know a lot of people here that aren't from the United States that just can't believe that this is what it's like now. Because yeah. we talked, we talked such a big game for this oh, to go down. Right. Especially Republicans that are like, we're the greatest country in the world. And it's like, mm, prove it. And we can't. Right. <laughs> Yeah, we've had trouble proving it recently. Right. But I'm I'm very excited, though, to see w- what Joe Biden does about the pandemic, because I feel like that's going to be um, a good step for America based on what he does in January. About what we should do next. Right. Yeah, because winter is supposed to be horrible for Miss Coronavirus. You know, there's a lot of conspiracy that as soon as Joe Biden takes office, that the coronavirus is just going to magically disappear. <laughs> <laughs> He literally, Joe Biden puts on the mask and then all the coronavirus runs scared. That's what happens. <laughs> he gave it that look. He looked it right he in the said, eyes. He put mask, sunglasses. He's like, y'all can't see me. He's a silent ninja fighter against the coronavirus. No. I wouldn't be surprised. I hope it was he just, is. <laughs> I hope he is too. But um, I'm interested to see what happens this winter just in general with that. Because I know that, um, you know, Australia, New Zealand were reverse seasons so they already had their winter with the coronavirus mm. and people were so cautious about the flu i mean not about the flu about coronavirus that no one got the flu during flu season so what i'm thinking is maybe we can implement these practices during flu season in general why can't we wear masks in large spaces like they do in asia that kind of thing because mm. i feel like imagine with modern medicine and social distancing how much we can beat these right. illnesses in the future. Anyway, that, I'm just really interested in that. But that's that's another that's another topic for another episode. And then obviously we can't talk about this election on this podcast without talking about Gen Z. Gen Z. Right? Gen Z really pulled through in this election. Did everyone vote here? Did we all vote? I voted. Certainly. Vote by mail. Perfect. Eh. I drove five hours yeah i saw that to stand in line in lake charles with a bunch of people without masks on Mm -hmm. um to cast my ballad um but you did but i did it i would like to ask you what was just curious what made you vote in person instead of by mail so in true gen z fashion i am one of the laziest people on this earth but i will get it done and right. I wanted to do the mail-in and then I looked at all the stuff I had to submit <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to do this. Um, I'm very grateful for everyone that did do it. And I'm here for the mail-in ballots. But I was like, you know, I can drive home. I can do it. And it was also, I got to stay in my house whenever I went to vote, like whenever I went back to vote which I hadn't been in my bed because of the hurricane situation in a while. So I got to sleep in like my comfortable bed. And, like it was pretty nice, you know, it was yes. nice. Democracy. No, I know a lot of people that also felt that way about mail-in just not wanting to do it and deciding yeah. to vote in person, which I yeah. think is completely fine as long as you vote. 
my mail-in ballot experience has been topsy-turvy because in the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning for the John Bell election going on two years ago, maybe it was two years ago, I recently learned with all of this, everybody posting on Instagram, track your status, call your re- register or whatever. So I track mine only to find out that my first two that I sent in from Canada never made it. And they both got rejected for the John Bell election. And I was like, well, good thing he won. Cause that was a really close race. Then yeah. for this one, I happened to be in town early post hurricane post funerals, a lot of crazy stuff. Then I had the time to go to the registrar's office. I had already sent in my mail-in ballot. So I was like, Hey, Madam register, can I please, can you please rip up my ballot so I can go press the button in person? And she said, no, but I'm like, it's still pending. And then she said, it will change on election day. So I said, okay, I trust you. Then I waited till election day and it still didn't turn. But then a week later it did. So I think my advice is if you can at all go press the button for yourself, that's what I recommend. Mm-hmm. Mine was very easy. Um, I didn't feel like going home. I'm I really didn't want to go home. I'd rather stay in the greater New Orleans area just for the safety of others. Cause I don't know if I have coronavirus and I would get tested, but I mean, I'd rather just do it. And it got there in like three days and they said it was counted. So that was nice. I didn't really want to vote in New Orleans. I didn't want to change my district, but I was like, okay. It, I don't know why it was very easy. And I feel like there, it's like we have complete opposite experiences and that's what a lot of people mm-hmm. had. So I, I don't know. And then you hear states that have full on mail-in voting and it's seamless. And I right. think that's cool. It, it I know they vote really online depends. in Alaska. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? I would love to do that. <laughs> Can we please? Yeah, I signed up to really vote nice. online. And then I I tried to vote online and then it said, okay, print and mail your ballot. I was like, I did not. Oh, yeah. That's not what I asked for. They said, we, we're going to trick you. Tricked. <laughs> do you guys have any hopes for Joe Biden? What, what, what do you hope that he brings to the table? Or Kamala? Our first um, woman VP. This is just like to say, first of all, I think that that is fantastic. Not only is she a woman, but she's Indian American and she's black. Is that right? Yeah. Jamaican. Yeah. I Jamaican. I think that is, I don't know. I just think that that is awesome. And it makes me have a lot of hope anyway. Yeah. Um, I hope that. How how do I how do I put this? I hope that it's not disappointing. Retweet. I get um, that. I I voted for Joe Biden because it was the best thing to do in this election. And that very much does not mean that I love Joe Biden. Um done some questionable things um nothing that amounts to what 40 46 45 45 has done 45 has done a lot of insane things and i think that my vote was to get him out and to get somewhat of a better person into um office and also just you know human rights are very important to me 
And I hope that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris can provide some good protections for LGBTQ plus community. I hope that they um, tackle the, the, all the racial injustices that have been going on in the country. You know, I'm hopeful though. I, I do have hope. Um, but all I gotta say, AOC 2024, 4, 4, 2024. I, in the same way, did not place my, my vote necessarily for Biden, but against Trump. I think that that's so sad that I couldn't find a candidate to really get behind. But I, I did it also more just for a balance in power because the Supreme Court is so conservative now. And the Senate and House are pretty split. So I felt like we might as well just lean a little dim. Although I am no party. Can I get an amen, Carmen? Amen! Independence rise! Mm-hmm. Uh, I consider bro. myself to be a little somewhat apolitical just in America because neither party really tickles my fancy and so that's why I consider myself apolitical but I always vote and I pretty much always vote blue because I hate all Republicans you may think that that's a a powerful statement I think that you know hate is the word that I would like to use not dislike I know you're listening tech mill and I would like to use hate next Republicans well, just live live differently, and I don't like it. I don't drink medium roast. I mean, I don't <laughs> have live, laugh, love in my house. And that's what I think of whenever I think of Republicans. The um, suburban fleur-de-lis. You know what I the mean? Suburban, the suburban, yes, yes. The khaki and, walls. And even though people in the neighborhood I live in in New Orleans live like that, I see a Biden-Harris sign in the front yard, and I think, praise the Lord. Um, I voted for Joe Biden because one, I really wanted to see a woman as the vice president for the first time. Um, I don't know if y'all know this, but I am a very, very, very passionate about women's rights. I work at the Women's Resource Center at Loyola as associate director of advocacy, a Title IX and LGBTQ plus coordinator. Work. Okay. And also I really voted for Joe Biden because I want to get back in the Paris Climate Agreement and I think that he will do that. Oh girl. Hopefully. Any sort of agreement. I voted for him mostly because of climate issues and because I think him and Obama's bromance is very cute and I hope to see more of that. hope to see more compilations on TikTok. And I usually, you know, I don't agree with uh, all of Kamala's policies and I don't think Mm. that she's very consistent in her policies specifically with uh, Mm -hmm. mass incarceration, but I have hope. And I think that's what we all want here. We have hope and we said... You know, it could be worse. And maybe if Trump finally puts in his little brain that he hasn't won the election, maybe we'll get a, a real sigh of relief. Because we, we've, we've celebrated now, but I mean, he's like a little, he's like the fly on Mike Pence's head. That's him reincarnated. He doesn't stop. He's just always buzzing. I hate it. And after these two months, all we need is a sigh of relief. All we need is an electric fly swatter. decided as the jibber jabbers of the gen z um to introduce a new segment into our podcast where each week we're we're gonna ask a question on our instagram story 
and we will feature the answers that we got for this question um, in the podcast for the week. Um, we do have one question. I uh, received a question from a friend. Just one. One yeah. friend. One question. Just, just one friend. Um, name shall not be named. Shall not be named. Shall not um, be named. Uh, he was wondering uh, if you have an infected knee and you just don't want to go to the doctor, what do you do? You know, do how do you fix that? Doctors that are jibber jabberers. Is that their fan name? Also, tell us what you want your fan name to be. Um, DM us because we were going to call y'all jibber jabberers. Zach said jabberwockies, and I hate that one, but you know what? We might actually. <gasps> Thank you so much for listening, listening to our story. We think it's important that we get to share our story, especially about this hurricane situation. Situation. Merci encore. And we want to say you should donate to some local people, including right. my fave, the Community Foundation of Southwest Louisiana. You can just Google it. Even five, 10 bucks helps. They have donations from 49 states, 10 countries. We're going on 7 million, something like that. So every I would, dollar helps. I would, I'm like gonna link, know, oh. I, I would like to know the one state. Oh, I asked too. It's North Dakota. If we have any listeners in North Dakota, <laughs> make that change. Make Look a change. at the man in the mirror. That is so funny. <laughs> I'm going to link a bunch of resources, including the Community Foundation, in the episode notes so y'all can just Perf. click, 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 boom. Please, it helps so much. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to Gen Z Jibber Jabber. We upload a new episode every third Friday of the month. So make sure to follow us on Spotify and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and give it a review, please. We have no reviews and we need reviews because we want to be in the algorithm and we want to be on the social society and culture charts. So anyways. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Gen Z Jibber Jabber. You can DM us with any episode suggestions, questions you'd like for us to answer, or anything really. Our cover art is by <laughs> Maggie. Shreem. <laughs> yep. And her Instagram handle is m.shreem. That is m.chreene. If you if you guys have the funds to donate to this podcast, please donate. We're trying to get Rachel and Zach to get mics. After that, we will ask for no more money, but please do it. We have a link to our listener support in the um, show notes. Um, <laughs> Rachel put on this, we literally need $50 to buy some microphones, question mark, question mark. So we actually do. Um, I have a mic, they don't, uh, they suck. So if they could get mics, then it won't sound as like, or, sound or, like Zoom heaven. Or we could just get um, Beats by Dr. Dre to sponsor us. I mean, you know, hey. I'm rocking my baby blue slick. beat solos from sixth grade. I got my black beat solos on as well. From my my purple beat solos decided to die the other day. So um, also, if anyone wants to send me some headphones for my computer, I don't have any, and my AirPods don't work. Whatever I am using Pro Tools for school. So if y'all want to just like send me some, please don't send me the ones with the squishy in them. I hate those. Okay. It's for school. So thanks for listening, <laughs> and we'll see you soon. This has been another episode of. Jimmy, 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 Jimm